What's going on, family? This is Sergio Chavez. And Francesca Chavez. And together we are the, the Chavez, Chavez crew. crew. Right there where you are, wherever you are. Big up yourselves and make some noise. <laughs> Listen, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling amazing. Yes. It's midnight. It's 12.07. We are burning the midnight oil, as they say. <laughs> Listen, family, I want to welcome you back to the CPO5 podcast. This is the place where you are going to hear about love, relationships, marriage, parenting, ministry, family, and everything Everything in in between. between. So if you are a regular party animal, you hang out with us, you party with us, big up yourself. (laughs) Okay, babe, I think you will have to turn it up a little bit. Oh, turn it up. Um, Yeah, I feel like it's... Oh, 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 I just hurt somebody's ears. That was wifey's fault. Oh, that was really loud? Don't even worry about it. And listen, if you are here for the first time, we want to welcome you and we want to induct you into the party crew, the Chavez party crew. Yes. The CPC. CPC. Uh, How you doing, baby? I'm doing well. Talk to me. Talk to me. It's been a productive week, so that's a good thing. I feel like we've had a lot going on this week, but it's been a productive week. Oh, you know what? I'm messing up. I I haven't told the people to... Uh, follow us to make sure to follow us yes of what course. is your tag babe all social platforms I am Sergio Chavez and I am at Francesca P. Chavez get connected to us listen we were, we, we're not even potting right <laughs> uh, make sure to follow us yes. make sure to subscribe make sure to rate us on iTunes give us five stars make sure to share everything that is taking place here yes, yes. This, the CPO5 podcast is the place to be it's the thing to listen to yes. and I promise promise you that you will be blessed you will be encouraged you will get some sort of i don't know baby what what would the people get out of this well in the end you know when this thing blows up they'll be excited that they were part of the first oh hey now um so listen just make sure to share everything that is taking place at the cpo5 podcast share with your friends share it on your timeline you know what we really appreciate at least yes. I do. I really appreciate when people screenshot. Yeah, that they're when listening. They, or when they, yeah, when they record video screenshot, that they're listening to it, or they may take a snapshot and they reshare it on the gram or on Facebook, yes. um, on their platforms. Listen, that really means the world to us. It blesses us. Most definitely, we want to get this out to as many people as possible. We want to reach as many people as possible. Yes. We want to be a blessing. Ultimately, that's the goal. We want to be a blessing to as many people as possible. Possible. So yes. let's let's keep growing the family. Mm-hmm. Let's keep telling people about everything that's taking place here because I promise you, um, they will not regret being a party animal. Yes, <laughs> and make sure to tag us when you do those. I think most people do. Yeah. Um, but we always love to feature you on our personal pages as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our oh yeah CPCs slash party animals. Hey, yeah, let's go. So let's get back to it. You said productive week so far. Yes, it's been a productive week. There's been a lot going on. We've had new things taking place this week. I think we've had something every single day of the week. Yeah. So tomorrow may be the first day this week that we get some family time in. Mm. And then we go back to the grind for the weekend. So Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, What about you, babe? Super productive day. Um, 
you know, spent spent a day obviously with the ladies, my girls, mm-hmm. my babies, meetings, um, not only for ministry, but also just some some other endeavors, some projects that I'm working on and um, had a great meeting with a couple pastors, had a great team night for our ministry, then had a quick check in with someone um, and then prepping for this, mm-hmm. um, prepping for Sunday. Yeah. Uh, we're gearing up for an incredible August it's yes. going to be a great August, and we believe that it's going to be a phenomenal rest of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking at by faith, mm-hmm. not by sight, <laughs> because I know what it looks like in the world. I know what people are going through. Uh, trust me, we know. We yes. feel it because we walk with people on a daily. Um, we hear the stories. We know what's taking place. We are on social media. Um but one thing that, as I mentioned, um, one thing we do is we walk by faith and not by sight. That's right. So we will never profess defeat. Mm-hmm. We will never walk with our heads down, never walk um, in discouragement, never walk in hopelessness, but we will always walk with hope. That's right. Encouragement, because ultimately our hope, our strength, our grace, um, our lives are rooted. Oh, I feel like preaching. <laughs> Are rooted in the Lord Jesus. That's and right. when you are rooted and anchored in Jesus, and That's I know this right. is not a Wednesday night, this is not a Sunday night, but I think <laughs> it don't matter what day of the week it is, mm-hmm. even even on the CPO5 podcast, we can give glory to Jesus That's because right. he's good, faithful, yes. and he's amazing Amen. in the midst of any and everything. So, Amen. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it was an awesome day, um, awesome week, and I'm looking forward to to the weekend. It's going to be off the chain. Yeah. So if you happen to catch this on a Friday, Saturday, before Sunday, 11 a.m., mm-hmm. make sure to connect with us Sunday, 11 a.m. Oh, yeah, we switching the we time. We switching our time. <laughs> So not 1.30 p.m. We are now going to be doing our lives at 11 a.m. So you are more than welcome to join us via YouTube. Search youtube.com slash my hope center. That is our YouTube. Yes. So let's get into it, baby. We got we, we, we have an awesome topic ahead. That real big part of our lives. Yes. Which that is ministry. We're going to talk about that. But before we do, you have you have a little something for us. Yeah, we're going to do some trivia questions. Okay. So this is true or false. So hopefully our party animals learn something new today. Okay. <laughs> if anything, it's just it's going to be new information. And I think I'm going to learn some new stuff today, too. Well, we both will. Let's see how you do, babe. Let's do it. So I'll do four questions and you'll do four questions. Okay, let's do it. Okay. True or false, in space, you cannot cry. (laughs) In space, (laughs) you cannot cry. That's false. Actually, it's true. There's no gravity. What? You can't cry? Yeah, because there's no gravity. I don't really know about that. The maybe, yeah, I'm like, how, how does the gravity affect your tear ducts? Well, that's true because your tears fall. So technically, so they they so can't. You, you, you they can well up, like you can tear up, but the tear won't go down. Yeah, maybe nothing. Yeah, that makes sense because obviously they it won't go down. But I, I so just, you can't cry, babe. You just can't cry, okay? <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> okay. Google. Anyway. Google. Uh, Alexa, uh, Siri, help me. Go ahead. Okay, next one is, the inventor of the light bulb, Thomas Edison, was afraid of the dark. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. That is true. I'm, a, I'm assuming <laughs> that one invented. of the big motivators... <laughs> for creating a light bulb was because he was like listen man I'm tired of this here darkness y'all I cannot I've stumbled on everything I'm in the middle of the night I don't I don't know where I am that's crazy though we now have light with light bulbs because somebody decided to do something about a big problem the fact that they had a problem they were afraid of the dark yeah yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know that. But, yeah. But that's, that's Now you learned cool. something new today. Yeah. Okay. The letter T is the most common in the English language. Nah, I don't believe that. That's false. That is false. Yeah. I it's don't believe that. The letter E. A. No, it's E. E? Yeah. I, was, I e said is A. the most common. Okay. Dope, okay. Dope. How many was that? One, two, three. Okay. Three last is one. last one. There is no word that rhymes with orange. That's true. 
That's true. That is true. But how did you know? Because that so I fast? used to rap. <laughs> <laughs> Every Wait. rapper, like if you if you ever were into lyricism, yeah. rapping, like you know that that's just like. So the it's worst just, thing it's just you like can... rap trivia. Like you just know you can't you can't properly rhyme with orange, and you can you can find words that sound similar to it, but it's not it's not it's not an actual rhyme. Like you can say orange, Florence, uh, a torrent, but it's not. Oh, okay. But it's not like um, it's not ninja. Jack Track. Uh, yes. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's 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 a proper rhyme. Dang, so 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 I would have never so, known that informally you can rhyme because I know there's some people that are like but that does rhyme Florence mm-hmm. Orange Torrent uh, yeah, blah yeah. blah whatever um, but technically from a technical standpoint you can look, look at that so, oh, look at the party animals okay. learning something new yeah <laughs> yeah I know I used to get <laughs> down back in the day I was, I was a battle MC okay. in the in the lunchroom middle school meet me in a bathroom so we can go 16 oh gosh, bars babe. per person <laughs> Winner takes all. I did the first four. Um, by the way, I've, I've been getting. We we were doing this thing called um, the after party after like Sunday live stream, mm-hmm. and and I was getting requests to freestyle. Yeah, I don't know why you haven't. I, I'm gonna. I'm going to. It's gonna happen for sure. Okay. I don't know when, <laughs> but I'm feeling it soon. I feel okay. like I just want to. I just want to get it off. I just want to. I just want to spit a mean. 28 bars really babe <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, <laughs> ask me a question a cockroach will what? live what ew okay, a cockroach will live for 9 days without its head before it starts to before it starves to death so let me read it back a cockroach will because I literally was reading this envisioning it that's why ew, I was okay. a cockroach will live for 9 days without its head before it starves to death true that's true. And the only reason why I'm saying that that's true is Yo, cockroaches are. Yeah, that's disgusting. So 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 cockroaches are already, you know, it's one it's one of those things that you just when you get to heaven, it'll be your only opportunity to ask God like why. <laughs> why you know, it's like you? a lot of things, you know, we ask yeah. why, why, why this, why like those are one of like God why. He knows why. <laughs> yeah. You know, he knows why. Like um, what is the benefit? And we don't know why, but I'm going to just be really curious. Like, yeah. why cockroaches? Yeah. <laughs> but may I just add about about cockroaches? No, babe. I really don't like talking about cockroaches. I have phobia. Okay, I don't want to... I'm not going to do a breakdown about cockroaches. But I do want to say hood cockroaches are on okay, another level. Ew, okay, That's it. That's all you got to say. I don't, I don't want to talk about them. I don't like... All that I think about is the ones, the ones so, that came from. They brought them jumps from from hood, our countries listen, into hood, the hood. hood they were co- flying. Hood cockroaches are on another level. They have. I remember. I remember my early years in life when we when we lived in the hood, and then when I would go to my boys, you know, my homeboys' um, places that still lived in the hood. Um, I'm not gonna shout out the neighborhoods because you know. We're not gonna do that, but but for those that are family, you you know, if you know, you know, <laughs> if you know, you know, and, uh, and and I would just go over to my to to the homies' cribs, and then I would just you know crash. And cockroaches just be Ew, all up. okay, babe, stop, stop. <laughs> all up in my ear. I'm like okay, smacking them out my ear. We're done. We're done. That one's done. <laughs> all up in the cereal no, box no ew. cockroaches in the hood they'll square up with you okay babe okay let's move on I like, hate the, this like topic. in the middle of the night you turn on the light them cockroaches they will not flee why are you still they, talking they will, about this they will look at you be like in like near your the, near your food being like yo bro like okay. can you back up man I'm trying to eat ew alright let me was that yo, one question yeah alright that was I'll disgusting pregnant. Thing. I don't even want any more. Okay, Can okay, yeah, not, yeah. okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bugs. party animals. I'm sorry, wife. <laughs> uh, every bum 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 bum. Women can read smaller print than men. Men can hear better than women. Wait, this is all one. This is one. Let me just ask. Let me just ask you one by one. So, so this was but one. They're gonna but they're going to be the same. It's going to be the same. Oh uh, no, no, no. Oh. So women, women 
can read smaller print than men? True or false? Uh, false? Yeah, that's false. Oh, okay. Wow. Men can hear better than women. True. That is definitely false. That's false. Well, in our Have house, you, you definitely hear better than me. Yeah, I, I, my, my hearing is definitely better. But I can just see how this is um, absolutely false. Yeah, I mean, I would think because of because women are also nurturers. Yeah, typically, that I feel like that yeah. would be the reason. But I guess I went by our house. Like I will sleep through a yeah. hurricane. Let, let, let me let me listen, man. My my fellas, I'm with you. I love <laughs> y'all. I'm gonna always hold y'all down. But y'all y'all know how we do. Like we. We act like we're really engaged and like we're really hearing something. Oh, yeah, you guys and are. Then, and then like we're completely, we've tuned you out and then we'll bust out the famous, we bust out the famous quote unquote, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> we chat that, that's, that's how we get it off. Mm-hmm. That's how we, we act like we were listening, like we were hearing. That's going to have to be our next jump. <laughs> you just, for 30 minutes, you just tuned out. Your mind is in space and then. And then when you realize the oh oh the other person just stopped talking you hit you hit him with the wow that's crazy that's gonna have to be our, our next episode is it okay cool. like talking about the difference between men and women all right cool Ben Ben Franklin's formal education ended at ten years old Ben Franklin's formal education ended at ten years old true that is true. I only, and the only reason why I you feel just guessed like that's, it. Yeah, I guessed it, but I guess most geniuses don't. I feel like if you're a genius, you're just a genius. You don't really have to go to school to be a Was genius. Was Ben Franklin a genius? I don't know. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. Hey, shout Wait. out to us and shout out to you. And I mean, I. he's on a he's on a bill. I feel like he did so. That was <laughs> fun. That was fun. Now let's get into today's topic. Now into today's today's topic is um, I'm really excited about it. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm always excited about it. By the mm-hmm. way, last pod fire fuego. Shout out to you. Fuego. Shout out to us. Um, this topic I'm really I'm really excited about sharing. I think this will be the first one that we really delve uh, deep into. That is Baby Navi. We are going to pause and we will be right right back. And we are back, folks. We're back. So what did we just do? We just uh, went upstairs. Teamwork <laughs> makes the dream work. Prepped her bottle. I put her, I changed her and diaper then just, and then laid her back down. <laughs> teamwork. And literally we do that in the middle, like in the middle of the night when she's up. We yeah, just, probably. we both get up. We both get up. <laughs> so we could do it quicker. Like I yeah. knock out, prep her bottle, you change her, boom. Exactly. And then we just leave. Anyways, we are back folks. And uh, what I was mentioning was, I believe this is going to be the first time that we really delve into our heart, our passion for for ministry, mm-hmm. um, for the work of the Lord, um, is something that runs deep in us. It's it's in our DNA. It's it's deeper than just what we do on the weekends or just like here and there during the week. I mean, it really is our lives, and it's yeah. been our lives for a very long time, even before we were pastors. Yeah. Um, before we met each other. Before we met each other, and we shared part of that story, but it, it, ministry runs deep obviously our love for the lord yes. runs deep yes. um but in our love for the lord we believe that just personally for our relationship um we believe that that serving god and his people is just like it's the highest and greatest honor yeah. in life like, mm-hmm. and we're we're very ambitious people we love doing many different things we are creative we are entrepreneurs mm-hmm. but there's nothing for us that compares to the work of the Lord That's ministry. Right. And so we've never really shared about our story when it mm-hmm. comes to ministry. And, and, and in sharing our story, we hope that 
you'll be able to get something out of it. Yeah, I believe I believe that there's there's something for everybody um, today. And and, I, you know, to kick it off, I'm, ministry was something that I just I witnessed even before I was ever in ministry personally. Mm hmm my family you know um i was i was very i mean it was early my 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 parents my family came to the lord when i was around two i can't recall exactly when ministry began in the family um but it was everything i knew growing up right i mean what didn't my family do everything from sunday school from leading praise and worship to <laughs> ushering and being deacons yeah. and being uh assistants to the pastor and mm -hmm. being treasurers and uh oh my goodness i mean any and everything yeah and um and so i i, I got a glimpse of ministry life I'll be honest. Um, it was it was rough. Yeah, it was rough at the same time. Um, personally, and I know this is not the case for every ministry family, but right. personally, in our case, um, there were there were things that that and and and, and it's all love. Everything <laughs> that we everything that we share is is all love, and and of course, this is from my perspective. Yeah. So I want that to be clear, right? This is this is my perspective. This is how. I experienced these things because I know that, you know, maybe my family, they may view it differently or they may see it differently. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm just saying this is this. This was my personal experience. This is how I viewed it. Right. Um, there are many, many times growing up where I, I was just as a kid, I was frustrated mm -hmm. um, <laughs> because we we. We grew up, my sister, I say we because it was my sister and I. Right. We grew up in an environment where it was um, ultra conservative, mm -hmm. um, um, Latino evangelical church. Mm -hmm. and, um, and with that, holiness in that church was tied to the way you, you dressed yeah. and the things you did. Obviously, as you begin to really dig and delve into scripture, you know that um, that, that holiness is not dress code it yeah. doesn't equate dress code yeah because you can you can um be wearing uh long dresses you can be wearing suit and tie every day you could be shaving you could be have the the, the quote-unquote proper haircut mm -hmm. the proper uh and, and you know what's crazy like church clothes like yeah we grew up thinking that was a thing like yeah, that is not yeah. a thing there is no church, <laughs> church clothes. clothes there is no there is no brand called church clothes. Yeah. There's no store. Like, this is where you get your church clothes. But we equated church clothes with what? Button up, you know, or a shirt suit. and tie. Yeah. Suit, long dress. Anyways, you can be, you can have all that on and your heart still be wicked. Exactly. So holiness is being separated, um, being sanctified, um, with the right heart right. towards the Lord and towards God's people. Right. That's true holiness, but that's yeah. a whole different subject. Yeah. But we grew up in that ultra conservative environment, no secular music. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't go to the movies. Um, uh, oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> the list goes on. The list goes on and on. Yeah. And I'll just spare a whole lot of details. There's some people that you grew up in that type of environment. And, um, and it was and it was rough because my family was uh, parents were, were really involved and in the, and they just had uh, a lot going on in mm -hmm. terms of you know serving and in many different capacities. Oh my goodness! I mean, I just remember I just remember <laughs> being still up in church like everybody had left and it's like two three hours later and <laughs> You're my still family there. still like we're in a church van and we're like we're sleeping in there you know sleeping on the church pews or benches the right. chairs we didn't we didn't have pews we didn't have we didn't have um, benches but, but I'm just using yeah. that metaphorically the church yeah. pews but we had chairs and we would just be sleeping across there <laughs> uh, I'm talking about we did church it nearly it was every day actually yeah. it was like monday was this tuesday was that wednesday was that thursday right. was this friday was that saturday was this um so so there were moments that were that were really rough but in hindsight i i learned to appreciate right one of the things that i learned in that type of environment because you know i don't i don't i don't want to um i want to be fair I don't want to make it seem like I'm just hating or yeah, yeah. I'm just tearing down. And um, I will say that discipline mm -hmm, mm -hmm. was something that we developed in that atmosphere. Yeah. 
um, discipline in all areas, but especially spiritual discipline. Yeah. I mean, that was something that was hit on heavy. Right. I'm talking about m- maturing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something that was emphasized. In fact, that was being in that environment was actually something that um, that really developed me as a as a young person and right. as a young man. I gave my life to the Lord really early. You know, yeah. I was 15 years old and I was super serious about yeah. it. I mean, I haven't looked back since. Right. And I was in that church environment right. that I learned that. So I have to I have to um, also give God thanks for that, that I right. that I took right. it seriously, um, that I wasn't playing games and and immediately began to um, develop spiritual discipline. So like prayer and fasting was mm-hmm. emphasized. It was heavy. Right. And I learned that in that environment. Right. right. Um, taking taking the work of the Lord serious. Right. I'm talking about doing it with all your heart. Right. I'm talking about um, not making excuses, but making right. it happen. Not doing it because somebody was going to pay you to do it. Not doing yeah. it because um, like because you were getting something in exchange for it. I mean, we learned that you did ministry because you loved the Lord. And, yeah, it was and, in your heart. There weren't, there weren't art, ulterior motives. Right. No right. other intention, but honor, just truly honoring God. Right, right. And, and, and serving from your heart. I mean, right. I learned that. Yeah. And, and my, my process and my development, my maturity was accelerated, I say. Right. In that environment. So there, were, there, there are things that I'm deeply grateful for. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and growing up in that environment. And then there were things that I had a detox from. That's the best, that's right. the best way to put it. Because some things were borderline legalism. Mm-hmm. Um, some things were borderline um, just plain religiosity right. in the in the sense, and not that religion is bad, but religiosity in the sense of like um, man made um, man made rules, mm-hmm. regulation, dogma, dogmas, yeah, uh, being enforced and being instilled in people as opposed to relationship. Right, and there's a big difference. Um, between between those two things, legalism and and, and religiosity versus um, relationship with the Lord and, and right. just and cultivating a healthy environment. So there were things obviously um, that that they missed the mark. There were things that that were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do want to be fair, but yeah, uh, I'd say and this is um, and then I'll toss it to you because I, I don't want to talk too much. But there was a period that really prior to me coming to the Lord, there was a period that. I was um, highly affected, my family and I. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in short, so we grew up in that environment. Um, my family serving the Lord, church almost every day. Um, you know, kids ministry. I was mm-hmm. up in there, Sunday school, you know, um, three, four hour services. Right. <laughs> Our the praise the praise part was like <laughs> was Just as long hour. as our, our entire service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um but then during my adolescence, during that period, our family got hit hard. Right. Our family got hit hard. Um dad ended up leaving the family. Mm-hmm. Um he ended up stepping outside of the marriage mm-hmm. and and there were a lot of implications mm-hmm. that came with that right. um it was probably one of the hardest things that i've endured in life and yeah. and and uh my family ever went through right because not only did we face the there was guilt there was mm-hmm. embarrassment there was shame um there was pain there was mm-hmm. trauma not only in the sense of it affecting our family but then they played into our faith. Right, right. And it got real um, complicated mm-hmm. because then I began to struggle in my faith. I made I made the mistake, but I was young mm-hmm. and I didn't have anyone to really take me through that process and really disciple me. Right. In, 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 the, in understanding fully that um, what I was seeing in the church, what I what I had seen happen in my family. That was flawed, broken people making right. those mistakes, and that did not reflect the true nature and heart of God. Right, right. And uh, and 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 I battled with my faith because 
I think naturally as humans, we do that. Mm-hmm. We, when we look at things go wrong, we say, God, God is responsible. Right. He let right. it happen. And so, um, if God loves me, then he would have never let this happen to my family or right. like my family was faithful. I'm talking about, we were church right. in church every day and, and, and this still happened. So, um, what is the point? Right. Right. What's the point of all this? And then that's a whole different topic. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to get too deep into that. So I had to go through this this rough process of of understanding that that God is God and people are people. Right, right. And believers are having to depend and lean on the grace and the strength of the Holy Spirit to be transformed, to be delivered, to be changed. But if if anyone makes a mistake, if anyone falls, that doesn't necessarily reflect the, the heart of the father. Right, right. I went through that whole process, the questioning, the doubting, um, very traumatic experience. But yet in the midst of that, um, God's grace, his love reached me. Right, in, right. In the midst of, of whew, brokenness. Mm-hmm. Because, Thank you, Jesus. Because the last thing. So two things. I, one, I had stepped away. And for those who are close know the story and I've and, I, and I'll allude to it here and there but um and I just said I'm gonna do me mm-hmm. I'm a while out mm-hmm. I'm gonna smoke a little shum I didn't know him then I'm gonna drink a little shum because I wouldn't have married him then I'm a I'm a I'm a, <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be hanging out here you know I'm gonna be doing this I'm gonna be doing that um ratchet activities if mm-hmm. you will uh, but yeah you know I was just I was just broken I was looking for answers I was running to the wrong people, um, wrong places, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, was just just found myself in the mid- just this endless cycle of hopelessness of being in this spiritual, emotional, and mental pit. Right. And in the midst of that, God's grace reached me. His love reached me. His word reached me. Yes. And after after some time that I was receiving that 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 love and that grace because I fought it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. many of us do, I yeah. fought it and I yeah. ran. I was like, nah, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not. Do-. So I said two things. I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not serving the Lord. Yeah. I'm not going back to church mm-hmm. and I am most definitely not serving. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, I'm not doing ministry. Yeah. Oh no. I, <laughs> my family did ministry and all that came was in my eyes. Right. I was like, all that came from that was just destruction, mm-hmm. pain. Uh, pain. So I equated the two, right? Right. And um, I gave my life to the Lord, and sure enough, <laughs> on the day me. that I that I committed my heart was the day that um, God used an awesome man of God to minister to me and said, "God is." has called you yeah into ministry (laughs) but at that moment the the grace and the love the embrace from the lord that i received was just so compelling was so powerful it was so emotional for me um that when i when i when i heard those words Mm -hmm. i accepted it gladly yeah and that was a work of the holy spirit because Mm -hmm. Obviously, God had to put that in my heart to be able to um, go through a process of forgiveness, right. go through a process of healing. But the long story short, I immediately, I just started seeking. I just started, oh my goodness, man. I was fasting every other day. <laughs> oh, man, all I did was pray. All I did was see God because I wanted to, I wanted to pursue mm-hmm. everything that he had called me to do right and i took that call and that word from that man of god that god had called me to ministry i took it so seriously and um so i went after it but as i went after it and even to this day throughout these last six about 16 years or so Mm -hmm. it's been quite a journey yeah because we have seen so much we have experienced so much um some great things mm-hmm. but then also some not so great things right right that we have had to process we have had to heal from and we have had to detox from that's right but i'm gonna kick it off to you and then we'll kind of flow yeah um 
but thank you for sharing, babe. I know you haven't really ever shared. Yeah, all I, of that. All of that, like in one sitting. Yeah, I think I give sitting. piece by piece, yeah, little by little. Yeah. And if you if you've been close to me, you've heard you've it. heard that story. Yeah. But yeah, I've never I've never opened up about that. Yeah. personally. Yeah. Um. But wow, so much truth to what you have said. I will say that. Well, you and I both grew up in very similar environments when it came to ministry. Like both of our families were heavily involved in ministry you know my i i always talk about my household my family's household as being single parent because really it was just my mom my father did live with us for some time but he was kind of in and out of the picture my mom really was the one who was the spiritual leader if you will in the home and um so i know what it is to have to do church Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> it literally was. If if there was a day of the week that there wasn't something going on, especially if you were involved in ministry, right? If you were just a, an attender, yeah. an attendee, um, or a visitor, you the only thing that you probably were put through was to sit through a four and a half hour service. (laughs) But other than that, um, if you were a leader, like you had a a position or a title, there were so many expectations, right? You didn't just attend services on Sundays. Like you were expected to also be part of, um, the the prayer nights that you were expected to be part of the Bible study nights. Small you were, groups, right? Small groups, rehearsals, everything, yeah. everything in between meetings. Like you were just expected to be in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um. And so I will say that obviously when when we talk about hindsight being twenty twenty, I even now I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so much. However. The one thing that I did uh, that I can say I learned from all of it was commitment. Yeah. And I think you touched on this. Yeah, I touched on discipline, but commitment is a big thing. Commitment for me was the biggest thing because you really needed to have a desire to want to serve the Lord, (laughs) to commit to that degree. I mean, think about it. Who, Who now would say... Oh, yeah, I'm going to take that volunteer position um, where I'm overseeing this many people or trying to grow this ministry or in charge of all of this, uh, getting absolutely nothing in return and having to be available. I don't know how many hours of the day this many times a week to do (laughs) all of these things that you guys are, you know, putting on top of me and blah, 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 blah. You know, so it was like. When you said yes to that call, yeah, it was a long list of stuff. So it wasn't just the things that you had to attend and be at and be present for, whether you wanted to or not. You also were saying yes to a whole bunch of man-made rules, <laughs> dogmas, regulations. Yeah. Like you were saying yes to their dress code. You were saying um, yes to their mannerisms, uh, yes to their politics. Like yeah. you really had to love the Lord <laughs> to for commit real. to all of that for stuff real. if you wanted to serve people. Yeah. And so, um, you know, so I really did. I learned commitment uh, for me specifically. I had the Lord really just gave me a burning desire for young people yeah. back then. Yeah. Um, that's not to say that I don't have it now. But back then, like I was, I was in it. I was building You're in the it. front lines of, um, of of youth and young adult yeah, ministry. Yeah, yeah, and um, and so I really had a heart for it. I had uh, a heart to to really see young people transformed, not just you know like change, right? Because you can receive a word, it changes you for a minute, and then. A month back. later, you go back to being who you were. I I had a heart to see people, and I still do, fully transformed by uh, the message of the gospel. And so I remember that a lot of the commitment I, I saw was um, 
my mother was the example of that. My mother yeah. was my example of dedication, commitment, of not making excuses. It didn't matter if you were tired. It didn't matter if you were, if you, you know, if you just got off of a, of a long shift, like you showed up, you were present and you were excited to be able to do what you were doing for yeah. the Lord. And um, so she was my example for all of that. And the one thing I will say I appreciated about her, which I always said when I become a parent is something I wanted to emulate. And and I'm thankful that it is something that we're doing. But my mother always pulled us in to ministry. She refused to be the parent because, I, I mean, I hung around a lot of the kids who were, you know, whose parents were involved in ministry. But um, they weren't necessarily the kids of the families weren't necessarily involved in Mm -hmm. ministry. But my mom and it might be because she was a single parent, but she just refused to do ministry without her family alongside her. So if there was meetings five times a week, we were at (laughs) meetings five times a week. Uh, If there was um, they call them matutinos. I don't know what you call those in English, like Uh. but they were early. They were like early morning before the sun rose sunrise services yeah Yeah. um prayer gatherings at 4 a.m right in the morning Mm -hmm. people from the church would gather to pray my mom would take us to those prayer gatherings wild you know and even on weekdays i mean we were going to school (laughs) and she from those gatherings gatherings, she would drop us off at school yeah so you know it was just she just she was like i'm not she was a firm believer that children or family was not an excuse to not do ministry. Yeah. She firmly believed that if God had given her children, if God had given her the privilege of being a mother and the privilege of being a homemaker, that, um, that with that came the responsibility of her also leading her entire family to serve the Lord. Yeah. So all of those things, you know, were positive things that, that I took with me. Now, one of the things I think that affected me the most growing up in ministry was like you, I, I had always, my mother would always say, you know, I know that the Lord is calling you for more. Mm. I know that the Lord is calling you for big things. And so she that was something that she was always declaring over my life, my sister's lives. But then the Lord would also use other men and women of God to speak the same thing. Yeah. And one of my biggest fears though was God, I don't want to be in ministry and do ministry and lose my family for it. Mm. Because a lot of what I saw was the higher up you went in position uh, or in responsibility within ministry, you know, and in service, the the more likely it was to see people kind of um, disengaged from their families or to see the children um, not serving yeah. or the marriages uh, broken or just completely disconnected um i had many conversations with young people who would say like church took my mother or Mm. like the church took my father like i don't know who he is i don't spend time with him because he's always at church or um you know or vice versa like with marriages like i never get to spend time with my husband because he's always at church i never you know get to spend time with my wife because she's always involved in the church so there i always i saw that in exactly with what you said it, it almost felt like well, dang, God, like if you want us to serve you, but what's the point of doing all that if you've also called us to be stewards of what you've given us? And if family should be our first ministry, then why am I seeing so many families um, either broken, hurt, disconnected? And I'll be very honest. Again, this was my experience. I can't speak for everybody else. Right, right, right. But there was no family that I saw Mm. that I said, that's what I want. Mm. 
I didn't see that. Wow. Um, and that scared me. Mm-hmm. To see that scared me because I was like, I want to have a great marriage. Right. I if the day that I have children, if God gives me the privilege of of, of bearing children, I want my children to be involved in whatever it is that my husband and I are doing. Right. These were all things that I was praying and that I was asking the Lord for. Um, and of course, you met me in ministry. I loved ministry. Yeah. And so it was one of those things where I even contemplated, like, maybe I just shouldn't get married, shouldn't have kids (laughs) so that I can do what I love, which is ministry. Because if I get married, then ministry probably gets put on the back burner. Or if I get married and then have the kids, I'm going to lose something. Yeah. And and I think so. Two things. And not to cut you off, because um, I want you to keep going. Yeah, yeah. But there were two two things that even played into when we got married, and you yeah. and you just touched on it. So um, the two things were we 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 delayed kids. Mm-hmm. Um, in part, it was because of what I mentioned last week. We were like, you know, we just want to enjoy marriage. We just right. want to do us. Um, we were that that couple mm-hmm. in restaurants when we would see kids crying and then we would it would just be us two we would look over and be like yeah so glad it yeah, ain't us exactly. and then now like we see those couples looking at us struggling mm-hmm. um, because yeah. we, got some, we got some wild kids <laughs> exactly. running up and down and they're looking at it. <laughs> anyways but so we delayed kids and I, but I think subconsciously that was a big part of oh, yeah, that why was a huge you were part. like oh no because um, we were, we've always been heavily involved in ministry, and I think subconsciously it was nah because if we bring kids, uh, they're gonna suffer. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then, and then a second thing was you were so adamant about not wanting to be um, in a in a in a senior leader role in yeah, terms of a church. Exactly. Like we, 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 we were youth pastors. Mm-hmm. We were associate pastors. But when it came to you being a senior leader, like at the yeah. forefront, being a lead yeah. pastor. You were like, absolutely, absolutely not. not. And yeah. that was a big part of it because right. you had not seen healthy, successful models at the senior level, at the no. senior level. And that was your big, your biggest hesitation yeah. With, yeah. With, with it all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I would say that for sure. You you literally hit the nail right on the head. That was my biggest hesitation with everything. And it's because I also understood how heavy that responsibility was. Yeah. And because I didn't see it done um, the way that in my eyes, again, this is my perspective and based on, you know, the my study of the word, because I hadn't seen it done the way that I, like I read about it in the word or um, I just envisioned it. I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Like if if I have to sacrifice my family for success, like for healthy ministry, I was like, I'm not gonna do that. My can family we just can we just keep important. it all the way real? Yeah. And it's it's actually like a thing in society, like a thing in society where um, almost even a joke, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were a PK and by PK a pastor's kid, yeah. it was almost like, oh yeah, you definitely have psychological oh yeah issues and yeah. trauma. Like immediately, like yeah. if you ever meant if if we met anybody at that, least, well let's let's be specific. Mm-hmm. At least in Latino culture, like no no this is this is known even outside, but oh, we okay. knew it well, specifically in our context. Yeah, but the, yeah. but it's it's known. I mean, there's even. Big rappers that talk about like, oh yeah, if she, if she's a PK, then this and that. Like, yeah. it's this thing with it. Um, and and quite honestly, we saw it. Yeah, we experienced it firsthand. We yeah. were like, oh Lord, have mercy, mm-hmm. the pastor's kid out yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was almost like if you were a PK or a MK, like a minister, a yeah. minister's kid. Yeah, like you were, you were the worst. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I think it was because, again, because of the lack of relationship, correction uh, was taken and turned into rebellion. Right, um, right. There was a lot of 
it was just toxic yeah. at times. Like the expectations and the pressure yeah. that was placed on PKs yeah. because they were the children of ministers. It was yeah. like they were viewed a certain way. They couldn't make a mistake. And if they did, there was no grace and there right. was no mercy. Right. There was no patience. And then, right. you know, they received that early on. And then, and then that turned into just, you know, a hardened heart and then right. rebellion. And then, right. it, you know, a lot of PKs have suffered and gone through a lot oh, yeah. to where it's like, yeah, I grew up in church, man, but forget all that, man. Right. I, I'm not with that. Right. I, I hate religion. It's just like, right. whoa, yeah. you know. PK um, and ministers. MKs, minister, yeah. minister kids, you know. Yeah. When we were getting ready to um, launch a ministry, like those were things that were just yeah, like. Yeah, they were going through our minds. I will say this, um, you know, by the time, by the time the Lord did call us, I think he allowed us to go through a season in which we were removed from completely that environment separated. completely yeah. to then kind of see another extreme. Um, maybe not so much an extreme, but just to see ministry done a different way Oh yeah, so that we would see, we would have a glimpse of hope if, yeah. if that's the word. Um, because then we went to a completely different model where it was more like, you know, there, there, there was more intention behind, um, you know, making sure that the environment was conducive for families, relationships, you know, relationships, all of that, you know, more open, laid back, um, contemporary environment. Right. And when we say laid back, we don't mean do whatever you want. You know, right. not that we mean just um, you it, could come as you are. Exactly. And there was a belief where, you know, God works from the heart with the heart and then he whatever begins from the inside out. Exactly. As opposed to you having to come, having it together. Right. And if you looked, if you looked a mess then you were immediately judged right. and you were outcast judged. and there was no hope for you. Shamed, exactly, right. exactly. And that's the, so, that's the legalism part. Right. That's the like ultra-conservative religiosity right. that exactly. um, for a long time plagued many, right. many of churches. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And even prior to that experience that we experienced together, I had already gone through my season. Yes. Where you would actually question. You would be like, yo, yeah. are you still saying? <laughs> exactly. Like, um, uh, because we, we, again, we grew up in that environment. And then yeah. I was just like, I really need to step out of this environment. Not step away from the Lord. Right. I love Jesus too much. Like, I'm not stepping my commitment down from the Lord. That's always first and foremost. But right. um, it was more so that environment and that culture. And then, and then. God just gave me opportunities to to be stretched, mm -hmm. to learn, um, to be in different environments. People from from the previous ministries, fellowships, and and networks right. thought I was I was I was diving off yeah. into the wayward child into the wayward <laughs> her slash heretic yeah. slash like uh, just uh, a prodigal prodigal child like mm -hmm. they they were like oh no we lost him yeah because yeah. i was just in a different environment but yeah. um it was just i was in a season of being stretched right of, of a season of growth of being in something that i hadn't been in previously and god was using all right. of these different experiences to mold uh, me personally uh, to to eventually right <laughs> be where we are be now. Where, where we're at and be doing what we're doing exactly I you know one of the things too um, that I do appreciate and I always I always talk about my past experience growing up in in church in this way I know that it was my training ground for where I am now oh yeah. So, you know, everything that God allowed me to go through, as painful as it was, and I didn't understand it then, mm -hmm. I remember, and you probably remember, I think like there was a period where every single Sunday I would call you crying yeah. coming from church because uh, of something that took place. Drama. Whether it was drama, uh, whether rejection. it was rejection being um left to kind of do things on my own figure things out on my own 
um, you know, knowing that maybe there were resources to fund a specific project, but being denied that and, you know, in my heart, there were all the right intentions, but then, you know, having to kind of figure out like how we were going to make certain things happen and certain things work because I really just wanted to serve people is at age, whatever is, cost. Is ageism a thing? Ageism? Like that's a word. Yeah. It, there was a lot of that. If, yeah. if you were younger, it was just like, who are you? Right. For, right. Because to to, of your age. And right. And they would mask it. Be like, no, that's not true. We believe God can use everyone. But right. then when it really came down to it, they were like, man, step aside, youngin. Yeah. You don't know you what don't you're know doing. <laughs> you don't know anything. You. Yeah. You. You a Johnny come lately. <laughs> you still. You still. You still. You still smell like Similac. <laughs> like. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Like for real. You know that 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 played. Uh, that was big. Yeah. Like ageism. Yeah. And I was yeah I was like what 17 and 18, you were a young leader 19 yeah um you know and so and the fact that being a young leader and being in tune with the culture and trends then you know it you were trying what we were trying to do too was um reach these young people for Christ and we knew that it wasn't going to happen in a four and a half hour service done the way that it was being done. So yeah. we wanted to bring bring on like different ways of, um, you know, of just doing church, but still keeping the essence of the gospel. Right. right. But our, the only thing that was changing was our strategy. And I mean, all of that, all of that stuff was stuff that was just it was like cut <laughs> like no 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 that's not how we do some you know but but we'll welcome you guys wanting to do a five six seven hour prayer service with 13 year olds <laughs> we'll welcome that any day so you know it was just god god was always depositing fresh new creative ideas mm-hmm. um in me in us but we were just we were in a place that was restricting us right um but again like i said god was allowing it so that when we got to the place where we currently are we would take all of the good which was the commitment discipline the discipline the love for the lord the love for the lord the love for people yeah because we went out of our way yeah no you had to <laughs> for go for people yeah to, yeah you you had to go hard to yeah serve, yeah sure. you did um you know so the, the we said the discipline um the spiritual maturity yeah you know like just really because beyond beyond commitment right when you're committed to something you you do something regardless of how you're feeling but then when you're really committed to your spiritual growth and you stay in something fully believing that when the time comes god's gonna take you out of it or that he will reward you um or you know provide in the midst of your valley wherever whatever season you might be in you know that all of those experiences just helped mature us spiritually yeah and so what i can definitely say is by the time the lord called us and i'm looking back at the trajectory of my life not that it was like you know 50 years of history that i'm looking at <laughs> but even the la- like when the lord called us and i looked back at even just 10 years yeah um i could see why i mean i didn't i didn't think that we were qualified at all whatsoever like i in my head i was like no god please choose somebody else Mm -hmm. i don't want it to be me again because of the level of responsibility yeah um but i could see why given the history everything that we had gone through um the pain the hurt the brokenness we understood the level of responsibility yeah so in us saying yes we were saying yes, but there was a fear for the Lord, if that makes sense. Yeah. Of really doing things the right way, of yeah. changing the trajectory of what we had seen, um, of rewriting the story. Like, 
the when we said yes to the call, we were saying yes to God, we are here, but we do not want to do it the way that it's been done. Yeah. If you're calling us, it's because you're calling us to be trailblazers. You're calling us to do it differently. You're calling us to do it the right way. We want to set the example. I remember specifically in my prayer saying, I refuse to be the marriage that's suffering because of ministry. Right. Um, I will not have kids like close my womb. <laughs> if, if you're going to allow me, like if I'm going to have kids so that they won't enjoy, you know, their family because we're so consumed in ministry. Yeah. Like I just, I refused for that to be our story. Yeah. Um, and I think because God saw our hearts and saw that we really wanted to be an example for a generation that might have gone through what we went through, but also a, a generation that was coming right after us to see things done the right way. Um, I truly believe that that was the reason why God called us. Yeah. Um, I think, I think um, what you're saying is so good. What we began to see also was that there's a generation that's lost yeah there that commitment right that passion mm -hmm. that hunger for god right um morality standards like on a on a steady decline right and so we saw that so god used our our past and that experience to build up those things in us right desiring to see a generation with that passion that heart right. and that hunger for god right. but in an environment that's loving and that's healthy in an environment that's healthy in an environment where people don't feel like they're suffocating but right. in a place that they feel like they're breathing right that they are alive right that that they're truly experiencing joy not coming like are, with an angry look correct. on their face yeah. where they're put it this way where they are truly experiencing freedom freedom in Christ freedom in Christ i remember um, so passionately with so much excitement and enthusiasm going to pitch an outreach project oh yeah <laughs> to a set of leaders and pastors mm -hmm. and you were with me yeah like God had given me this this idea of starting an uh, a collaborative outreach effort between mm -hmm. churches and I, we gave it a name and we yeah. created a ministry profile and yeah. we worked so hard for hours and hours and we were so we were young and so hungry for God so hungry to see young people um in love with God but right. also serving the community that, right. that's always been serving our thing we're like community. how can we give back how can we serve how can we get our hands dirty right. that's always been our passion our desire so we we went with our proposal with our pitch with we we prayed and just to immediately get a yeah no a shut down yeah uh no mm -hmm. and we were like but 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 no mm -hmm. and that was we immediately got rejected yeah immediately got shut down and that crushed me yeah and it was experiences like that that prepared me to never do that right to anyone right exactly because. I am no one mm -hmm. to be a dream killer. Right. Especially not in the kingdom of God. Exactly. Where we should desire to see a young generation dream. Exactly. And rise up and going after their God-given exactly. callings and developing their God-given gifts. Exactly. I mean, it was just experiences like that. Yeah. And, we, and, and that's, a, that's an, one example, the one but there were so many, many <laughs> examples that we yeah. were like, yeah, you know what? I think we went through all of that. So that we could do something different. Exactly, exactly. Because so many people have suffered at the hands of that. Mm -hmm. And my desire is for those who've ever experienced the hurt, mm -hmm. the betrayal, the rejection, the hopelessness, because you've been in an atmosphere, in an environment like that, I want to let you know there is hope. Yes. There is hope. Yes. There is hope. There is hope. And, and, that, and that is precisely why the Lord gave us the name. Hope, Hope Center, Center for our church. Yeah. Because yeah. there we we found we found that there 
there there is a there is a better way right right there is a more loving way mm-hmm. there is a, a, a healthy way to do it mm-hmm. and it's through relationship true genuine relationship with god yeah. and true ge- true genuine relationship with with people, with people with community and building with people right through the good bad and the ugly and That's everything right. in between yeah. and whew, baby you yeah. want to do like a part two to this we could. We okay, so so let's do something because I feel like now we shared like almost an hour of the the backstory, the backstory. Um, but I do want to spend some some maybe another hour part two into like okay, that's what happened. That's what shaped us. That was that's what molded us. But then the way we approached that call when we got that call from the Lord to begin a church plant. Okay. And just like our mindset behind how b- we did behind it. how we approached family, yeah. marriage. And, and as a matter of fact, I do want to end on this one um, for anybody who has experienced uh, the hurt, what you might call church hurt um, for anybody who's, you know, been um whether it's like you've felt judged when you've walked through church doors you've um felt like ashamed you've felt like the finger was pointed at you or maybe you started off with a great experience it didn't turn out so well ask god the holy spirit to do a work in you and to heal you um that you would be able to disassociate the hurt that you received from people um, from your idea or perspective of who God is. Yeah. Because the word of God says that he is a good father, that all good and perfect things come from him. Right. Here it is in a nutshell. People may fail you. People are flawed. We make mistakes. We miss the mark. But there's one that has never missed the mark. That's right. Um, he's never failed. That's right. In fact, he can do any and everything but but fail. fail. And I want to let you know that even when people are imperfect, he remains perfect. That's right. Faithful, loving, and true. That's right. And his love for you remains the same. That's right. And so I think on that note, Mm -hmm. the waiter is coming around. He's like, listen, y'all haven't. That the waiters looking at us like, man, y'all getting into that talk, talk, and, <laughs> and I need a clock out. So he, yeah. let me see this tab here, sir. Um, let me look at this thing. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This looks good. I'm gonna tip this brother today. Go, let, me get, let me let me give you a good tip. Let me give you a good tip. Party animals. Yes. Thank, thank you, you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you for partying with us. Yeah. This is not the end of this story. Yeah. This thing got good. Mm-hmm. We're gonna keep it going. There's gonna be a part two um, because then we get into the practical things about right. family, marriage in within the context of ministry. Right. Um, so we're gonna break that down. And, and I just want to encourage you to just um, connect with us on social media platforms to share everything that is taking place. As we've already mentioned, um, we love you. We appreciate you. And we are praying for you. Baby, you want to tell the people anything? No, I mean, just come back. Make sure that you come, come back. back for part two. Come back, come back, come back. Don't leave us. Don't leave us. Yes, come back for part two. But thank you guys so much for joining us today. So until next time, peace, peace love, and, and God, God bless. bless. <laughs> Part two, part two, coming next week. Let's go. (laughs)